Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater, and today we are talking about back training. Now, I know there's a lot of ladies out there who want a smaller, tighter waist. And one amazing way to really create that hourglass look is to train your back as well as to train your glutes. There is definitely more to it when it comes to nutrition and proper training splits and optimizing whatever variable you may need to work on for your body structure. But having a defined back, it doesn't only look good, but it's also so important for posture and proper movement in life. So in this episode, I'm going to explain some common back training mistakes, some things you need to know in order to optimally train your back muscles, and some things to avoid with popular back exercises, as well as my favorite exercises to program into my clients' training plans when it comes to working out your back. So the first thing you need to know when it comes to back training is that there are two main muscles in your back. There's actually a ton of muscles in your back, but the two main ones are your rhomboids, which run down the middle of your back along your spine, and your lats. So your lats are those wing-like muscles that run from your humerus, so your upper arm, down along the sides of your back, mid-back, and your lats originate out the spine, but they're also partly covered by your traps. So The key takeaway point of that is that some exercises will target your rhomboids and some will target your lats. Some will target both. And you can adjust how you're doing an exercise to hit more or less of each of those muscles. Today, however, we are going to talk a little bit more about your lats because that's the muscle that most people have a really hard time working and a really hard time engaging and feeling. And even when a lot of people are doing a lat-focused exercise, often they can end up unknowingly using their biceps, using their rhomboids, or simply just using momentum to move that weight. And of course, if you're doing that, you're taking away work from the muscle that you're trying to train. So the exercise is going to be suboptimal when it comes to actually making progress in the gym. So a few key principles that are essential for properly training your lats. Now, before we even worry about what exercise to do, in order to actually use your lat muscles, there's a few things you have to be able to do. You have to be able to control your scapula. Protract, retract, depress, elevate, and have upward and downward rotation of your scapula. Your scapula is your shoulder blade, okay? If you cannot perform those movements, you will not be able to initiate an exercise with the proper contraction of your lat muscles. And that is what we always want to do. And that goes for whatever muscle we're talking about, whatever muscle we are training. And to simplify that and give kind of an example, if you take a cable lat pull down, for example, 
you want to be able to get a stretch. I'm doing the motion as I'm explaining this. So you want to be able to get a stretch in your lats at the top. Then you want to depress your shoulder blades. So essentially push them down away from your ears. At that position, you should actually feel your lats start to contract. You're going to hold on to that contraction and initiate that downward pull with your lats and follow through with that motion until you reach the bottom of the rep. So the cue to pull back is wrong for your lats. Your lats actually pull the upper arm down and then around behind you. So a better cue for something like a lat pull down is to actually think about aiming your elbows down into your back pockets of your pants. And this is why it's important to know the function of the muscle that you're working or at least have some sort of understanding of it. And the function of the lat is to pull the upper arm behind you and back towards your spine. Now, it's also really important to not pull that bar down too far in front of you. And that's a really common mistake I see at the gym all the time. So even if you are using your lat to initiate that contraction, if you're pulling that bar down beyond your chest and you're allowing that internal rotation at your shoulders, um, you're actually going to be turning off your lats. Now, if you're used to putting like 150 pounds plus on the lat pull-down machine and just fucking reefing on it at the gym, you are going to have to significantly lighten that load and take a massive ego check because I can almost guarantee you are not doing things right. And I'm being completely honest when I say that 95, I guess, percent of people that I see at the gym doing a lat pull-down or even any lat exercise, they are almost using strictly biceps and momentum on the lat pull-down machine and, and almost zero lat engagement. And it's honestly so unfortunate because they're there, they're putting in the work, and they're just unknowingly, I guess, completely doing things wrong if their goal is to train their lats, which I'm assuming it is since they're doing a lat pull-down. So perfect your form first. Get consistent with that perfect form for several weeks. And then from there, gradually increase the weight. Another mistake I see very often with back training in general is people doing like 800 exercises and doing none of them properly. So more is not always better. And when it comes to learning proper execution of an exercise or reprogramming your movement patterns because maybe you weren't lifting properly in the past, you're going to want to master the skill of a small number of exercises and focus on doing them perfectly. Because the better you get at engaging your muscles and feeling your muscles work, you're going to be able to translate that feeling into other exercises. Now, let's talk about rows. When it comes to a bent over dumbbell row, again, that's a very popular exercise. The two biggest mistakes I see are people driving their elbows like straight up into the sky. Not only is it completely ineffective, but it's actually causing internal rotation again at the shoulder joint, which is only going to cause harm to your body and to your posture. The second biggest mistake I see is planting the wrong foot to the floor. So there's kind of two ways to do a bent over row. One's going to involve keeping a knee on a bench. The other one will usually involve you kind of bending over a bench or a rack. So regardless of which variation you are doing, when we're talking about the single arm bent over dumbbell row, 
the side in which you are holding the weight in your hand is the side in which the foot should also be planted to the floor. Now, if you have been doing this backwards, it will feel weird and you will have to lighten your weight until you get comfortable with it. But again, when it comes to hypertrophy, stability is key and we actually want to stabilize it. It makes sense when you think about it, even though for some people it might feel more natural to stabilize the other foot. We actually want to stabilize the working side. And that's why you want to plant down the foot onto the floor of the working side. Now, when it comes to a seated cable row, these are actually one of my favorite exercises. I love seated cable rows. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of tips here. Most importantly, we don't want to allow our shoulders to round forward. Yes, you want to get a stretch in your lats. That's really, really important. But especially for beginners to intermediate lifters, we want to really be mindful of not allowing our chest to cave in. Often with back exercises as well, you will find that your hands are a limiting factor. So using straps, if your grip is weak, is going to be a game changer for your back. Of course, you want to be working on your grip strength, but your lift is only as strong as your weakest link. And at the beginning, when you are either trying to fix your form or learn the exercise properly, you likely won't need straps because you're not going to be lifting enough weight that your hands will give out. But as you progress and as your back gets stronger, you'll likely need straps to continually challenging your back muscles effectively in exercises like rows. Now, specifically, again, talking about the seated cable row, If you are someone who has a broad chest, so for most men, this concept will apply, or if you're a bigger chested woman, or even if you're just someone who consistently uses the D handle, we call it. So the D handle is like that typical close grip row attachment that almost everyone uses for seated cable rows. And the issue with that handle when it comes to, again, if you have a broad chest, is that that handle only allows for a very fixed and very limited range of motion. So if we think back again to the functions of your back muscles and to the function of your lats, which is to pull the upper arm behind and back to the spine, you are likely not going to be able to work through a full range of motion on a cable row by using that handle. So the solution is using two individual handle attachments on the seated cable row. What that's going to do is actually allow you to pull farther back, aiming your elbows down and again, kind of like towards your back pants pockets to get that full contraction into your back. This is a game changer if you've never tried it before or if you have a broad chest because you're going to get a greater range of motion that you wouldn't be able to get with that small fixed handle. Now, while this concept is fresh in your mind, I want to apply it to another exercise in a little bit of a different way. So we're going to talk about the T-bar row. And that's the exercise where you'll have the barbell like either shoved into the corner or shoved into a landmine attachment that's on the ground. And then you load the plates onto the end of that barbell. And then you'll come from behind and basically perform a bent over row with that barbell. And again, typically we use that same D handle for that exercise. 
Now, the the T-bar row is an exercise where we can typically go pretty heavy. The problem, though, is if you are loading two, three, four, five, 45-pound plates onto that barbell, 45-pound plates have a massive circumference. And now you are not only just limited by using that D-handle, but you are even more limited by the massive plates because they actually get in your way. They're going to get in the way of your chest and not allow you, again, to perform a full range of motion. And that's part of the reason why people can go so heavy on that exercise. It's like, yeah, sure, you can load up 400 pounds, but you're moving that 400 pounds like an inch. So instead of loading 45-pound plates, what you're going to want to do is load 25-pound plates. So yes, you may have to load more 25-pound plates, but the circumference of a 25-pound plate is significantly smaller than your typical 45-pound plate. And this is going to allow you to actually pull farther back and it will be more challenging. Yes, it's going to be more work, but it's also going to be more results because you're leaving a lot on the table by limiting that range of motion. Sure, you might lift more weight, but if you're not working the proper muscles and working the proper muscles effectively, it really doesn't matter how much weight you're lifting because you're not challenging the target muscle optimally. And these are the types of situations that someone may overlook and then wonder why they're not seeing more progress in the gym. So it really is these small little adjustments that can skyrocket your progress. Now, to close off this episode, I'm going to tell you my favorite back exercises that I feel are ideal for really learning and feeling your back muscles optimally. So the first one, and I almost always put this into the very first phase of every single one of my clients' training plans, and that is your bent over rope cable lat pull down. So this is the one you're going to use the rope attachment. You're going to put it fairly high at the top of the cable or a couple notches down if you're short. You're going to keep your body relatively low. So it is a bent over position. The angle of your body will depend a little bit on your height. You want to keep your chest up, arms relatively straight, because if you begin to bend your arms, again, you're going to be using your triceps. You want to get a good stretch at the top, just like you would in a lat pull down. You're going to depress your scapula, basically pushing down your shoulders away from your ears. At that point, you'll be able to feel your lats start to engage. You'll initiate the movement with your lats. You'll feel it kind of like in your, in your armpits. And then you're going to keep your arms straight as you pull that rope down and basically have your hands end up at your thighs. Control it on the eccentric on the way back up and repeat that entire thing. So that's my first favorite one is the bent over rope lat pull down. The next one is a reverse grip seated lat pull down. My third one is a one and a half rep normal lat pull down. So the reverse grip seated lat pull down is typically a little bit of a narrower grip. So about shoulder width. When you're doing your typical lat pull down, it's going to be usually a little wider than shoulder width. But I like the one and a half rep variation because it really allows you to feel your lats and get a really good hard contraction and spending a lot of time in that contracted, shortened range of motion for your lats. Again, a lot of the time we unknowingly shy away from a full contraction because it hurts to fully contract your muscles. It's painful. So with the one and a half rep variation of your typical lat pulldown, basically, again, you're going to get a good stretch at the top. 
shoulder blades down away from the ears, initiating with the lat. You're going to pull all the way down. And by all the way down, I mean to about chest level. At that point, you're going to hold on to the contraction. You're going to come halfway up only. At that point, you're going to come back down to the bottom point of that rep. So about chest level with the bar. And then you're going to go all the way back up to the top, going back into that full stretch and repeat. You will get a burn in your lats like none other. (laughs) And finally, my fourth favorite, which we have already discussed, is the seated cable row with two separate individual handles. Highly recommend. So that's it. That's all for this episode. If you got value and you're going to apply anything you learned in this episode to your next back training day, Take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story and tag me at Nifina and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nifina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 